0: Hello, listeners. Did you know that HIV treatment has changed over the years? Most HIV pills contain three or four medicines. Today, an HIV pill with just two medicines may help you stay undetectable. Who
1: knew? HIV pills are taken daily, so consider whether a pill with fewer medicines might be right for you. So how many medicines are in your HIV pill? If you don't know, no worries. Your doctor does. Talk to your doctor about two-in-one HIV pill today. Visit www.fewerhivmeds.com to learn more.
0: Brought to you by Vive Healthcare. okay podcast starts now um hello everyone in new york city and beyond you are listening to stradio lab and i just have to cut right to the chase Thank God. george was telling me he had a beautiful night full of treats last <laughs> night he was listing off the treats and i said wait 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 we have to record this <laughs> i cannot believe i cannot believe the joy you displayed I really
1: thought I was, in fact, having a very much off mic conversation where I was literally just listing the things I ate last night and your face lit up and you said, please stop. Please stop right now. This cannot go unrecorded.
0: I think you don't know. I think a lot of people don't know when they're being really funny. And I oh, think you were being really funny in describing these treats and in a way that I think people are going to want to hear. OK, well, OK, so <laughs> I <laughs>
1: I went out or I went to d- drinks and dinner with my best friend from college, Jen, last night. Shout out. Shout She's out. a fan of the pod. And first, we went to a natural wine bar. I had two glasses of natural wine, one rose, one white. And then, as soon as I said that, you were like, "Stop right now." <laughs> this has to be recorded, ok. So we went to the natural wine bar. i I had two glasses, one rose, one white. Meanwhile, she had one orange, one white. Then I said, I mean, this is
0: funny <laughs> at this point, at
1: this point, you know, we met at eight at this point, it's like nine forty five. And she said, we need to eat. I said, say no more. (laughs) I can go around the corner and put our name down at the restaurant. I go around the corner to put our name down. Guess what? They have one table for two available that moment. And so I call her from the restaurant. I say, Jen, get your little ass out of that that chair. Pay for both of us. I'll Venmo you later. And come (laughs) the frick here. So she came. We sat down. Open the menu. I said, I can't do a third glass of wine. And I don't really want a cocktail because that sounds like too much. <laughs> Lo and behold, they have a vermouth menu. <laughs> they have a vermouth menu. You can get them with soda and a twist. We get two vermouth and sodas. And they had different ones. This one had a flavor palette that was kind of clove based, I would say. So it was a kind of clove meets citrus. Then we start ordering. And so this is where it gets interesting. This was a, this was a restaurant that I would say is seafood forward. So we get clams. <laughs> We get fried green beans with an anchovy sauce. And then we get a kind of sourdough toast with tuna and like jammy onions on top. All of that we're having with our vermouth and sodas. But then it's time for the entree. (laughs) And we decided to share the fried skate as an entree. And in fact, it's a fish. And in fact, fries with, that's right, mayo. So at that point, we're like, okay, well, it is our main course. Obviously, you know, we should switch back to wine. We didn't want wine, is the thing. So Jen goes and, and starts speaking, and she says, you know, I'll have another vermouth and soda. And I was like, suddenly it came to me, and I said, you know what? I'm going to have a martini.
0: Whoa, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa.
1: <laughs> so I said, I'm going to have a martini. And then Jen stopped dead in her tracks and said, Waitress, delete my order. I'm getting a martini too.
0: (laughs) Cancel my appointment." So then we ordered
1: martinis. And here is the real gag of the century. We could not have ordered more different martinis. Jen,
0: dirty with vodka. Me, gin with a twist. Oh my God. Look, and here's I guess what I want to say is that you are one Fraser ass bitch. <laughs> Your life is so <laughs> funny in <laughs> <And> its <laughs> the the joy you take in these um like what's the word like High society delights Okay, like, <laughs> but I went to a, a wine bar in a restaurant I mean, if this isn't like No, I think this is extremely tasteful I think you're in the right But I also think you have to say This is what makes you special But can you're I just little... say
1: something I, I, I really want to push back on this a little bit Because I
0: actually think I think in fact you are afraid of restaurants <laughs> uh, I'm, I can't believe you're accusing me of being afraid of restaurants <laughs> I, just, I think you
1: I want I <laughs> Here's what I really want for both of us, in fact, is for you to join me in one of these nights and to really let go. I want <laughs> I you not... to have the two glasses of natural <laughs> wine followed by vermouth and soda, followed by a martini. A
0: martini. My fear... It's not, it's not a fear of restaurants. It's a fear of commitment. I don't want... For me, it's hard to make a restaurant my entire night. Like, I like a stop at a restaurant, of course. I have to eat anyway. I might as well eat That's something so good. good. So
1: for you, it's purely... Um, not pragmatic. What's the? It's like you're fulfilling a need. Dina. You don't. You're not craving the experience of, you know, looking at a menu, being served, <laughs> being like, you know what? Yeah, I'll get a DJ Steve.
0: No, I mean every once in a while I can go all in on like the restaurant culture, but like it's very rare. It's hard for me to commit to that. God, that is so fascinating because to me, I mean,
1: obviously I can't do it all the time because it costs, I would say, approximately one million dollars. (laughs) But but
0: that's why it is such a treat. I mean, last night I went to a restaurant. I got a martini and then I said, oh, I got to go. Can you box up my martini? (laughs) Um, (laughs) What is your ideal restaurant? My ideal restaurant? I mean... My favorite, I mean, I like, I, I know what you're talking about. I can get into what you're talking about. Yeah. Like, I go to, I think my fave right now is Rolo's okay. in Ridgewood. And that's kind of, you get a martini and you get like a bunch of little things and then you split a main and it's like nice and and good. Yeah. Um. Do you know about the controversy with Rolo's? No. What's the controversy? It is like very evil. <laughs> oh, Why? It's
1: like fully, it, there was like an expose about it.
0: What did they do? I mean, I
1: don't remember the details, but it is very much like on the forefront of gentrifying Ridgewood. And it's like co-owned by like some private equity firm or something. A
0: private equity firm? It's a restaurant. (laughs) No, this... I hate this. Don't do this to me. It's the one place I like.
1: Yeah, you you might want to check out the article... A hot new restaurant moved in that made its neighbors nervous, period. A gentrification battle erupts in Ridgewood oh, by I Chris mean, Crowley. Shout out, Twitter friend. A huge
0: shout out to Chris. Um, I mean, what are you going to do? And now It's we a said, great restaurant. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Suddenly you're not allowed to open restaurants in beautiful neighborhoods? Cool. I'm sorry. Did I ruin the mood?
1: <laughs> after after accusing you of being afraid of restaurants, I was like, okay, well, name one restaurant you like. And you were like, this one. And I was like, well, that's the one bad one. <laughs>
0: Okay. Not. To, aren't all restaurants? No, bad? I, know, I know. I know. Well, <laughs> I know.
1: It's, aren't they all evil? But this, so, and and this, there is really no. We're, we've now dug. Or I've in fact dug us into a hole that we. There is no way to get out of. The only thing I can say is like, <laughs> my, my, my way of, um, my only way I have of avoiding feeling any kind of moral dilemma, is going to places where I am the least. Like I am the least fancy person there, so I feel like. So you go to really expensive restaurants as a moral? um, Yeah, I'm like, well, (laughs) I'm like, yeah, I'm like, well, you can't gentrify Tribeca. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Well, I I mean, there's
0: really no way to go from here. Yeah, I guess. Who knew? I mean, I didn't. (laughs) uh, A little story about your your natural wine treats has. Uh, exposed us as evil people. Um, no, 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 no.
1: I think. I mean, everything exists in a moral, in a murky moral ground in this day and age. Yeah. Should we bring That's in our it. guest? <laughs> yeah, I'm actually stuck, and I think the only way out is to bring in our guest. So, our guest. I'll say this: like, in along with a very small group of people, I would unfortunately count our enemy Max Wittert, among them. Our next guest is kind of part of Stradio Lab, part of the core Stradiolab community, I would say. They were one of our first guests when we were still recording in person before we even released the podcast. They were a guest on our in our first ever live show. One of the stories they told then became a recurring segment in our live
0: shows. Uh, yeah, I would I say they, they are uh, a couple shares in the Stradio yes. Lab corporation.
1: I would say it is a consulting producer role <laughs> and I think this is kind of a homecoming in a way Wow so without further ado please give it up for Yim.
3: hi <laughs> hey
1: so as being an observer of that conversation like yeah. obviously it went south and we can all agree on that and I th- we can I, all agree I think uh-huh. like I, I do want to say maybe it is my fault <laughs> but what do you
2: I what would do you say, think?
1: Like, is there any way out?
3: Well, it started from a long list of what of things that you That's ate last night, <laughs> which I wouldn't totally imagine as like a great starting point for a conversation. I mean, I was I was interested. I would, I would have
1: to. <laughs> I would have to agree, which is why I was shocked when I was asked to do it on (laughs) mic.
3: It did seem like you started, like, really... Everybody was really happy at the beginning of it. And then I felt that you kind of regretted it, but you were in the thick of it. Yeah. And you couldn't go back, which is totally understandable. But then... And, you know, now I'm just recapping. I'm kind of doing what you did about the food. (laughs) No, no, please do. With the conversation. But then... (laughs) It was as if Sam had never been to a restaurant before.
0: Hey, hey, hey. How was it like that? And then
3: then Sam revealed that his favorite restaurant is like a bank.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so here's the thing. And and I feel like this really, um, for us to have this conversation, it requires all of us to really be very vulnerable because what's happening (laughs) is like...
0: Okay, I. Nope. I just want By to say... By the way, I'm
3: meeting you guys. Like, this isn't like
0: judging. No, no, no. Right? This no.
3: is no. like I'm like, I'm like, this is like a therapist, yes. like saying back to you what I've
2: heard. I
1: would, The <laughs> idea that I would ever, ever even contemplate the possibility of you judging us <laughs> is laughable. <laughs> it is the premise of the network comedy. That
0: is how laughable it is. Like, I want to say, if okay, for for George to call Rolos a huge scandal. No. I would say gentrifying is, while bad, not sort of a larger scandal than anything else. Like, I was expecting, like, oh, they don't pay their workers. Like, it's like, they're using, (laughs) like prison labor or something and it was like oh they just moved into a neighborhood that's like up and coming like there's a a rich history of this evil practice like they're not the first ones to do this totally i think listen
1: i read this like months ago and i could not tell you the the details i think the i think the fear is more big money rather than you know kind of let's say uh an upper class white person moving into a neighborhood and opening a bake shop that sells vegan cookies. That's one thing. But then like a literal like investment, like a literal bank opening a restaurant is another. I think I think it's the big money. But again, I,
3: well, it's also, yeah. first of all, like a concept I've never heard of. Like I, it didn't occur to me that like I mean, it makes complete sense that obviously yeah, big firms would want to invest in new small businesses that are, like, evil in practice. (laughs) It it all tracks, like, I believe you, but it's, like, pretty shocking to learn about through, like, Sam, like, listing one example. (laughs) The more
1: I talk about this, the more misinformation I'm spreading because I genuinely do not remember what this article was about. All I remember is that there was a controversy (laughs) and that, like, I think maybe one of the co-owners is either, you know, Some kind of either venture capitalist or, or like, you know.
2: (laughs) Wait,
3: this is you know. Wait, I actually have something interesting to say. This is a actually perfect example of the topic I'm about to speak about on the podcast because you're giving one example where your memory served you completely, which is about last Mm -hmm. night's meal and and how each step led to another. Whereas in your memory of you know, this scandal that Sam has found himself sort of enveloped in. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's compl- it's basically blank. <laughs>
1: no, yes. No,
3: together like a murder. Well, it
1: it is the ultimate, like, um, it's like if an old person was making fun of woke young people, they would point to this. It's like, I'm literally, I'm having a nervous breakdown because I can't actually remember what's bad about something. I just basically read somewhere, this is bad. And so now I'm like trying to somehow adopt that moral high ground without remembering a single detail. It's like, it's literally like
3: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: being like, oh yeah, didn't you know that person's problematic? And then someone being like, why? And you're like, just Google it. Right.
3: Right. Well, I do find myself basically compulsively, like, if anybody ever lists or, like, talks about or brings up in any way, like, somewhat known male mm-hmm. celebrity or, like, even person. Or even any person, like, yeah. My literal first question is, like, is it any bad? <laughs> <laughs> like, what's
2: wrong?
3: <laughs> I, like, can't do it. Like it's, like, it's, like, when it's, like, nice outside, you can't not be, like it's so nice yeah
2: yeah,
3: (laughs) like there's something wrong with me that like I have to say that
0: well I just want you know I'm gonna do my research um I feel like in the same way that George is um you know all old people are turning all our old listeners are turning on George because he's being um young and uh finding problematicness in nothing uh all the young Mm -hmm. listeners are turning on me and and Finding my flippantness about the problematic restaurant to be really
1: upsetting. Okay, can I just say something? Yeah. I literally opened the article and immediately landed on what we in the industry call the nut graph, which is the paragraph that has kind of the main idea of the story. Okay, he's a writer. And so I'm just going to go ahead and read that. Go ahead. Please read that. The main reason that Rolo specifically has gotten this much attention is because of its ties to a neighborhood real estate developer. One of the restaurant's partners is a local real estate investor named Stephen Marim. A former. okay blah, blah, blah. He's an investor and local business part and business partner of local developer Kermit Westergaard, who has bought 11 buildings in the neighborhood, eight of them in an area that one resident now refers to as Kermitville. So basically, the thing is, like, rather than gentrification happening semi organically, there is a real estate developer that is that has chosen this part of the neighborhood and is like, I am now making this my own. So Got that, that mm-hmm. I think that's, that's the
3: issue. Okay, I have something to say about that. Yeah, please. Kermit Westergaard, isn't it any bad?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry, but if your name is literally Kermit, <laughs> like, <laughs> find God. Totally. <laughs> you should,
3: like, just be de- devoting your life, like, to children. Like,
0: your name is Kermit. Grow up. Um, I will say, this is tough. This is, um, I'm having sort of a... You know, <laughs> I'm having sort of a, you know, finding out your favorite um, no, I blank know, I is know. blank. Where I'm like, wait, but actually Rolo's is such a good restaurant, you would freak for it. How do I no, deal this is, with this moral And I think quandary? that's
1: like what, I mean, to be fair, that's like why it's getting this attention. Because it is, everyone loves it so much. It is such an up and coming restaurant. So then, of course, people are going to write about it or review it food. And then they're like, well, we have to mention the elephant in the room sure if we're going to responsibly report on this okay sam how are you feeling in terms of like being someone who maybe doesn't love restaurants that much me putting you on the spot by by accusing you of being afraid of restaurants then responding to me with well but i do like this one restaurant and then me immediately in fact quoting
0: a takedown of that restaurant in new york magazine I feel so bad. I feel, <laughs> <laughs> I feel um, attacked. I feel exposed. I feel, I feel like you're praying on the weak. Mm-hmm. To be honest, mm-hmm. and honestly, it's you're. I heard this stuff about George, and he's like a little problematic. I heard he prays on the weak.
3: <laughs> yeah, George, weak prayer. Isn't he bad?
0: <laughs> weak prayer. I, I don't
3: know. I feel like I heard something. Just Google it. It's yeah, like when I, people
1: say like. You know, Gaslighter, Celestia. It's like, Weak Prayer, George (laughs) Samaris.
3: Yeah, someone who prays on the week. I think he's one of those guys who prays on the week. I'm not sure, though. I do. I I pray pray on the week by always quoting an
1: article (laughs) at them.
0: I know. Uh,
1: Should we do our first segment?
0: Oh, my God. Sure.
1: I mean, I'm just kind of like, I want to get into the nuts and bolts of the ep as fast as possible. Like, I don't want to grab momentum of the podcast. Yeah, I don't want to reach momentum and then
0: nip <laughs> it immediately. I guess I just, before we wanted to get into it, I just totally. wanted to see maybe if Celeste wanted to list off everything they ate last night. Yes, yeah, Celeste, what have you been eating?
3: <laughs> what did I eat last night? Oh, well, I went to the Yankees game.
0: Whoa. So, a
2: hot dog. And I
3: basically, I, I, well, I basically did like what a, a child does when they go to like a fair, which is just like basically have every single thing that you could possibly have there. So I think the list would be pretty upsetting to hear. I have a
1: question. And I don't. Yeah. I um, at some point, in fact, decided that I want to start going to live sporting events and then was so violently shut down by both Sam and our (laughs) guest at the time, John Reynolds, that I then never dared to bring up that possibility again. How what is your relationship to sporting events?
3: Wait, what's going on? What was so wrong about that idea?
1: Um. I just think Sam wasn't like didn't respond well to it.
0: I didn't like shut it down. I said, "No, like, no, you know, no, you can you can live your life." I was just sort of like, "Why would you do? Why would you live your life like that?" Yeah. Whereas I kind of thought Sam
1: would be into it because he, you know, very notably fetishizes straight things <laughs> and thinks they're all gay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: Um, I think that's a great idea, George. I think you would also. I think that you're somebody who loves to go to events. Exactly. And see that is what that action. was my argument.
1: I was like, "This is." Like going to theater.
3: <laughs> it is. And and it's exciting because it's not just the performance itself. And by that, I mean, like, the actual sporting event. It's, you know, the environment and the audience participating in that performance. I find actually extremely awesome.
1: Wow. Wow.
3: Yeah. So, yeah, I think you should go and I'll go with you. Know you know, the Yankees are,
1: are problematic, right? <laughs>
3: The Yankees. Yeah, I heard that somebody my friend worked for the Yankees.
1: I heard they're all um, gaslighters.
3: And yeah,
0: have you guys heard that all all Yankees pray on the (laughs) week? Pray on the the Red Sox or whatever. I
3: don't know. I couldn't get. No, I love
0: that. I love um, coming on this podcast and making sort of specific team jokes.
3: Well, what was tough for me was that you guys had to explain another episode and like the dynamics of it, revealing that I actually like hadn't listened to that one.
2: Yeah, now like everyone's mad
3: at me.
1: Yeah, I mean, once again, you chose to say that just now. There was no reason why you should have come out and said you didn't. It was
3: implied, and I just think that it's good to articulate sometimes the shared reality of what's going on.
0: It can be helpful.
3: We can go to a sports game together. Sorry. Thank you.
0: That is oh, all I want. Okay. <laughs> okay, wait. And and while we're on the... Okay, one more thing on this topic. Uh-huh. I would go to a gay night at sports night. I would go to, I would gay go to a gay night. night at sports night.
3: <laughs> Sam, I think you have to evaluate, like, what it means to, like... To c- confirm your, your position in a room what you know the room doesn't have to be made for you to
0: to go
3: into it stand tall I don't know I've like taken on so many different roles already like in the past like 10 minutes I'm like yelling
1: you really have (laughs) I mean at this point what you're doing
0: is being like why isn't there a straight pride parade (laughs) (laughs) no it's like I'm down I'm fully I just think I'll be more bored if I'm not at a gay night like if I'm at a gay night at least I can be like maybe the like it can you can like make eyes at people and it'll be kind of fun
1: i actually disagree and would go so far as to say going to like a gay night at a sporting event w- would not be enjoyable for me
0: i don't think so at all you guys are crazy
1: you want to go so to a fun. gay night at, at yankee <laughs> stadium and be like around sports gays i'd rather I, just like go with a group of friends and
0: like quite literally my fantasy that would oh be so <laughs> weird and funny and hot come on
3: Basically, like if you are at a sports game, that's a gay night there. No, yeah, offense. like you, not to like out you.
1: You got to be confident in how gay you are. <laughs> that like your presence makes yes. something gay. Like you can't, you can't be looking
0: for confirmation for everyone around you. This episode is an epic takedown of my entire worldview. I will leave this episode <laughs> a shell of my former self. The the light will Wait, be sucked just, out of my eyes.
3: I'm remembering that like one time at I think. some kind of party I can't remember I was with the two of you and I had said something to the effect of like (laughs) something to the effect of like yeah on the podcast like George is like like the villain and (laughs) Sam is like the nice sweet one and like that's your dynamic and you guys were so like genuinely like upset or like (laughs) surprised by by what I was saying and now I'm feeling like, and I felt so bad for saying that because, you know, I had very, you know, I totally uh, understand how that could be jarring. Sure. Here.
1: yeah, when that's not <laughs> because you guys are right, friends. Right, it's not my intention not to be the villain. <laughs> it, it is totally yeah. right.
3: But now here I'm sitting thinking, well, what the hell? <laughs> I was, i I've, I was right. <laughs> and and you guys acted as though I had said something so off base. God, I mean, it really
1: is crazy to be basically just pointing out injustices, specifically <laughs> with regards to real estate in Ridgewood, and to then be painted as the villain. I mean, it's, I would say, anti-free yes, I'm speech. I'm
3: not referring, no, that's, you're reframing this as something that's like a political issue What I'm talking about interpersonal Okay,
1: one. so you're saying like Sam says something and then my instinct is to shut it down. Yes. Sam, do you feel that way? Um,
3: <laughs> Sam, you don't have to. No, answer. I
0: don't. I don't feel that way. Now
3: Sam's acting from a place of fear.
0: I feel like, um, I mean, maybe that's our dynamic. I don't know. It works for me. I don't feel bad about <laughs> okay, it. I don't. <laughs> I mean, I kind question. of am like, yeah, we have we, you know,
1: we have differences, and we like accentuate them for comedic effect. Yeah. And I, w- my, my hope would be that it's 50-50 we We're like, I mean, obviously, the restaurant conversation descended into me. In fact, cancelling Sam. But before <laughs> that, like I do feel like Sam was like lightly making fun of me for liking for going to a natural wine bar and like yeah. I take that and then I make fun of him for wanting to go to a gay night at Yankee yeah. Stadium. We uh-huh. do try to trade. I do feel like in fact those two things those two things are like the kind of cartoon versions of what each of us would be into.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I also was saying it as like, um I w- it, it was meant to be like appreciative no, of, of like the the, like, fun of dynamic course, that you guys have.
0: Sure, sure, sure. But
3: <laughs> I, I remember feeling like, oh, that is, like, something you're not supposed to <laughs> no. say. No. <laughs> it's like, it's like as if, like, I don't know, like, saying to, like, people, like, oh, you're supposed to be, like, the hot one. You're supposed to be, like, the ugly <laughs> one. It's like, well, we don't really talk about it
1: like that. <laughs> yeah. I, I think maybe what it was was, like, the assumption that we already, that that was such so self-evidently our intention like if you had been like you know what i you know what i actually noticed is like you're kind of doing this thing where where you're the villain Uh then i'd be like oh interesting interpretation Mm. let's debate that at the new yorker festival but in but instead you were like well you know how you know how self-evidently you are the villain and everyone agrees
3: You know, there's an interesting subtext there to that observation, which I think is is fair. But it's like that I didn't say something like interesting enough. And therefore you guys were like bored (laughs) by like what I had said.
0: Yeah, we were shocked at how dull it was.
3: You're like, you're so like, you're saying something that's so like not interesting, and now we're mad.
0: It'd be funny if that was
1: if you were like, you know, you're, the, I, you know, it's weird that you're the villain. And I was like, huh, it's crazy that you've never said anything interesting. <laughs> wow, that would be iconic. Um, I think. Okay, I feel that we've reconciled. yeah, we've reconciled. Yeah. I actually am tearing up because of how profound this has been. Yeah, this has been a really like, moving.
3: The sound bites like from this are are wild.
1: Sorry, I know we need to do our first segment, but I, can I just very quickly say, as a little parenthetical, like I'm already mourning in the future when this episode is over. <laughs> I want to like <laughs> George, live in this that's moment.
0: So
3: sweet. Oh my god. <laughs> that's like
1: very emotional. Thank that's you. So funny. Do you I feel that way? Say, so I'm just touched like by that. I'm like, if only I could pause this moment and just luxuriate in being with the two of you. <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh George, my God. what happened well, also, to you?
3: By the way, this is, like, recording, and this is, like, going to be perpetually... Available. Archived yeah. if, you, I, could, if I can go back
0: and be. listen to it whenever. It's also, like...
3: So nice, George. It's very nice. And oh neither God. of us are dead
0: or, or dying. We're not being put to death after well, this. Like, we can...
3: We're not ill we're, or injured. Yeah. Wait. Also, uh, I'm, like, so moved by this. I'm, like, having, like, 100 things to say. <laughs> I remember... In college, talking to my college friends about this, because I guess it was, like, it was probably around the time where I started to have this feeling for the first time, which is that, like, the way that, like, you know that you, like, love someone is that, like, you're, like, scared that they're going to die or leave. Mm -hmm. But it it sort of kind of manifests as them dying. And I think that that's, like, a really nice idea. (laughs) It's coming out in this podcast.
1: Yeah, I mean, for us, I guess... Maybe my fear of the episode being over is just one um, personifi- personification is the wrong word, but one example, you know, it's kind of like a more smaller example of a fear of death. It's like the episode yes. ending is a small death, is a petite mole. <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: That is what's coming up.
0: Yeah. But
3: I think that you contextualized Thank it you. in in a way that actually is hopeful yeah. and nice. Yeah. And, and actually is competing with that fear. I think,
1: in fact, uh, podcasting has an Easter like narrative in that the episode dies but then when it's released that's a resurrection
3: <laughs>
1: okay let's do our first segment <laughs> <laughs>
3: I just want to say that Sam and I both looked away from the computer for a little
1: bit. Okay, Sam, <laughs> Sam, words. please
0: please uh like yes. make me stop talking. Um Celeste, you know our first segment. It's called Straight Shooters, and in it we gauge your familiarity and complicity in straight culture by asking you a series of rapid fire questions that um, don't make much sense. This thing or this other thing. The only um rule is you can't ask any follow up questions or we will yell at you. Okay. And with that, I'll start. Um, okay, Celeste. <laughs> Xbox Series X or Mark by Mark Jacobs?
3: Mark by Mark Jacobs.
0: Okay, Celeste.
3: I couldn't remember the first thing you said.
0: I know, I've already <laughs> forgotten it. <laughs> I,
1: I've never heard of a, that Xbox was actually Series a genius X. genius one, so no, actually.
3: There's not a referendum on <laughs> you. It, it was,
1: like, I, I completely see it because it's like, oh, the, they're two self referential brands. But when you were saying it, I was like, I'm lost, I'm lost, I'm lost. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Me too. Okay, Celeste. Brown-eyed girl or cotton-eyed Joe?
3: Brown-eyed girl.
1: Okay, Celeste. Macklemore?
3: Cotton-eyed Joe, isn't he bad?
1: I was actually looking that up. I was like, what is cotton-eyed Joe? Because I was like, this is probably (laughs) racist. You have to assume. (laughs) Yeah, but I guess it means someone who is like like glassy-eyed from being like drunk. Oh, well, that's kind of nice. Oh, But I also think it, it has racist meanings.
3: It's, it cannot yeah. be. There's not. All right. This is the Rolos of yeah. this.
1: <laughs> yeah. If you're doing Rolos to Cotton Eye Joe. <laughs> yeah. Literally, I mentioned Cotton Eye Joe in a straight shoot, and you're like,
0: isn't he problematic? <laughs> okay. Macklemore or Millard Fillmore? <laughs>
3: I don't understand half of the options that say I'm <laughs> Britney.
0: Okay. It's a wonderful life or it's Brittany bitch. <laughs> it's
3: Britney bitch.
0: Um, do I make you horny baby? Do I make you <laughs> randy baby? Or do I make you uncomfortable?
3: <laughs> <laughs> do I make you horny baby?
1: Okay. This is actually relevant to our discussion your fave Mm. is problematic or your fave is emblematic (laughs) of larger systemic issues
3: (laughs) i think it's say your fave is emblematic of larger
2: systemic
0: (laughs) issues mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh okay the pixies where is my mind Mm. or katrina Mm -hmm. and the waves i'm walking on sunshine
3: (laughs) the pixies where is my mind
0: so the reason Sam mentioned mm-hmm. that is because we just
1: did a Patreon episode about the film Fight Club. We're doing classic straight movies. And uh-huh. did you know it ends with the Pixies Where Is My Mind? And when that happened, both Sam and I absolutely <laughs> lost it. <laughs> it literally <laughs> I, I, it
3: really like it
0: deteriorated yeah, the entire premise. I think it
1: actually it elevated. elevated
0: it. It elevated it? I was like pumped. I was like <laughs> I, mean, I want to go out. It's just like, like, like
1: <laughs> for for a film to end spoiler alert for a film to end with, like, basically citywide explosions set to Where Is My Mind, there never
0: has a more mm-hmm.
1: 1999 thing
0: happened. Yeah. yeah I was actually <laughs> extremely pumped, and I was like, this is, like, how all movies should end. Agreed.
3: Totally. <laughs> I'm pretty surprised by the premise that Fight Club is a straight movie. Though. Well,
1: well, <laughs> that's the, the debate. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the ring. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Celeste, Ew. the Beyonce album B Day <laughs> or the World War Two event D Day? <laughs> wow! It's gotta be
3: the World War Two event. Yeah. D Day.
0: For sure. Oh my God! Wow, are we that's done? A genius one. We're done.
1: Wow. Thank you. That was. It really took me a while to get there, but wow. I had one good one.
0: No. What are you? charge no. well, You guys. George. Stop. It's okay. Guys, you have to believe in yourself. Okay.
1: Those were great. Thank you. Sam, would you like to maybe explain why this episode is a little different than some other episodes?
0: Sure. <laughs> um, so, so we have a Patreon, and um, in it, there are multiple tiers that are, I would say, normal. There's a $5 tier. You get extra episodes. You're on the Discord. There's a $10 <laughs> tier. You get a newsletter. And then there's a tier that's $100, and we made it as a joke and said, um, no one will do this, and but if... If some raging psychopath with a credit card decides to go for it, they can actually pick a topic. And so someone did this. Their name is Katie. I don't know a last name. name. Their name is Katie. And they suggested topics. And so we're going to do one of their topics because... That's one of the craziest things you can do. And we actually feel (laughs) indebted to you. And we also feel that if we don't do it, you will hunt us down. Correct. Because if you're willing to drop $100 on a podcast in which two gay guys talk about straight culture, sort of, then I don't know what other insane things you're capable of. And this is out of fear. And we're doing... So that's why we're doing this. (laughs) We are
1: afraid of Katie. It's interesting that Katie has... Um, kind of a non-threatening sounding name. To me, Katie, you're like that's such a a name of a girl you went to high school or college with. I mean, especially for our age group, it's one of the most popular names. And yet, this is a supervillain. <laughs> when
3: I <laughs> Also, Katie is kind of chill. Totally. Katie is like I'll do whatever. I'll- yeah. yeah, sure, I'm free tonight. Yeah. And you know, 100 dollars a month to a podcast. That's
1: that is hosted to by' me that's not that Katie, is already hosted but, by one
0: villain
3: <laughs> right <laughs> oh, okay that's interesting so maybe yeah Katie's her defining community <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah okay well in that case I support Katie and I definitely see what she means
1: oh I certainly support Katie I I just am also afraid but but <laughs> so I just think it's so funny to have a... like imagine it's Godzilla but but their name the name is Katie <laughs>
0: it's like a movie <laughs> the film is called Katie. It's actually a hundred percent genius, and I can't it's believe so there's funny. not a villain named Katie already. Like, exactly, like, or
1: it's like even like a mononymous supervillain. Like, I guess Darth Vader is two words, but like somewhere to Darth Vader. But it's like Katie.
0: <laughs> I'm all in.
1: I'm all in. Um, and so sh- they have suggested some topics for us. That's right. And I can read the ones we're not. So we we chose one of the topics uh, Katie selected, but I kind of want to celebrate Katie by reading the rest of them as well.
3: I feel like they're really really good good. So
1: I'll I'll read all of them except the one that Celeste will introduce So the the topics we were sent are Autocorrect, ranking celebrity Chris's The year 1997 And shortlists Which is genius because Katie introduced this as a shortlist And then the last suggestion in the shortlist Is the concept of shortlists So obviously we're dealing with Probably a quantum physics PhD at this point
3: (laughs) Yeah,
1: Without, and I want yes, to say too,
3: <clears throat> like that I read the list you had sent. You had sent them to me yesterday, and only today did I hear them read read aloud, which is before yeah. this. And when you read ranking the celebra- celebrity Chris's, something clicked for me because I had actually been reading that as ranking celebrity crises. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, and Celeste and, I want to 100% and, agree. and I
3: actually thought That that was An autocorrect mistake <laughs> So there's something So interesting Happening In in the, the penmanship. Yeah.
0: yeah It's definitely something That needs to be read aloud I had Such trouble with that one Because I was like ran- I was like Oh ranking And I was like I thought it was, I almost thought It was like telling us To rank them And I was like no, No 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 exactly. no This is a mess And then when you read it It was just like Well duh Wow That actually makes Complete sense
1: is. I mean, not to be the villain here, but I just want to make clear. I immediately knew it. <laughs> they totally. meant. Totally.
0: George, just be vulnerable for once in George. your damn life. <laughs> just...
3: It's okay to fail, George.
0: <laughs> Allow imperfections. It's insane. Um, But Celeste, would you like to say what we actually chose from the list?
3: The, yeah, I would. The topic that we chose today is, I think... A perfect topic. It's almost it was almost too good to choose. That's why I did it. (laughs) It's dichotomies.
0: Dichotomies. Yeah. This is I mean please keep going. No, no, no. no, go. Please,
3: please. Uh, Okay.
0: Are
1: you sure? Yeah. As you said, it's almost too perfect in the sense that like, okay, what could be straighter than a binary, a dichotomy? Like it is, Mm -hmm. it's like back to basics. Mm. Exactly. But to me, the other thing with dichotomy is that it's kind of one of those words where no (laughs) one uses it correctly.
2: Yes.
0: Say that. When we decided that this was what we were going to say, I was like, to be completely honest, I'm going to (laughs) Google this word. Because (laughs) while I've heard it in many sentences, I've never dared use it myself because I don't know it technically. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to pretend to. And I
3: also... I want to welcome imperfection by saying that I also was frantically googling while George was sort of doing the list of <laughs> things he ate or whatever. <laughs> well, um, and I w- what I was specifically googling was like the distinction between dichotomy and binary. Course. And and I do think there is this way where like it it almost doesn't make sense to choose this as a topic, and th- and that's why I, w- I was I was interested mm-hmm. in the challenge of that. Because first of all, I knew that George would help me and Sam understand the the distinction between dichotomy and binary. So I was like, you know what? I don't need I don't need to worry about that. It, it, but second, it's also like it would basically be like if I chose as a topic, like straight people. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Which honestly you saying that out loud is such a genius topic and I can't believe no one's done it yet.
3: <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like My topic for his radio lab is heterosexuality.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we have to at some point get to the bottom of it.
3: Yeah. We'll know when when the right time is. I'm going to bring that topic back when you guys, when you're ready
1: for
0: it. Yeah.
3: You you can just let me know.
1: Okay. Can I do literally the most annoying possible thing? Yeah. Yeah. And talk about. The literal Greek etymology of the word dichotomy. Oh yes. my god!
3: No, my god! This is so good. Okay,
1: wow. So, dichotomy is a Greek word that in Greek you would say dichotomia. and it comes from d- diko. It it means like, um, what <laughs> did you call me?
3: <laughs> I don't know if you're allowed to say. That. Or I think you are actually. It's hard to
1: tell actually. <laughs> I um, it's like Basically, imagine like a branch uh dividing into two dividing into two branches. like a branch of a tree then dividing into two and then there and then two branches coming out of it you know what I mean okay mm-hmm. so dike the daiko part is like two or like in two <sighs> and then the tomi part means like cutting so it is one thing cutting in two so like imagine like a or even like a road that Comes at a crossroads, and you have to and you have to pick one or the other. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Yeah. Okay, so then that makes. But then sense. I feel like because it's, it,
3: but it's coming. It is. Last yeah. question: Is there like an essential part of it, which is that it's coming from one tree, like that's important? Yes. Or one road. It's like
1: it's one thing becoming two things. Um, so when one thing becomes two things they are not necessarily opposite. Well, I think then I mean this is just like the, the I'm talking about like the the root of the word, but then of course it has taken on its own meaning so i I do think like when you use the word dichotomy, and you're like, oh, the dichotomy between you know images and words or I don't know like something then you don't necessarily mean they came from the same thing. you just mean like it's two things that you yeah you you mean it's two things that are opposite, but it comes from well
3: yeah, right. Well, I guess my understanding of it, or my my perception of it, is that it's two things within what, like for instance, like heaven and hell, mm-hmm. or something like in like exist. Those are both. Maybe that's not a good example. No,
1: I know it's really options. hard.
3: But what about like um, a sub? It's like as if it's two subcategories of one overarching right. category, or something like that. But this is what I. This is my question: is that I don't know if they're. I don't know if dichotomy implies that one needs to win out over another. I think that it, 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 which is which is like a binary is like, you know, one thing can't exist if the other does. Like there's two opposing To me, things. a
1: binary is like, yeah, the, a binary is like, God, the, yeah, a, bi- <laughs> a binary is <laughs> oh, like, God. there are two options that are non-overlapping, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. It's like zero and one. Yeah, but then a dichotomy can be two things within one thing. Oh
0: my hmm. god!
3: You know, I don't know. Should we just do the, cri- the no? Because cri- there's like Pratt, there's Evans, like that's like we know that's, that we
0: know that. Like that's that's taught. This is like like dichotomy. I almost feel like-
3: because like classic examples are like male and female. Like okay, wait. I I, I, I and have hell, like-
1: I think okay. So I'm I'm looking it up. <laughs> All right. Dichotomy. Wow. I mean, they really are the same. (laughs) Okay, so maybe they're just the same thing. Dichotomy, a separation or division into two, which is actually what I was saying before. Like it is one thing becoming two. Yes. Um, And then binary is being in a state of one of two mutually exclusive conditions, such as on or off, true or false, molten or frozen, presence or absence. Mm -hmm. So I do think binary is more like binary is the is the, the simplest one, kind of. It's more rigid. It's more rigid. It's like binary is basically, it's basically like ones and zeros. Like you, you can be a one or you can be a zero and then insert thing here. You can be Mm
3: -hmm. tall or
2: short,
1: dead or alive. There is no, that is a binary. Like you have to decide. Whereas dichotomy can be more, maybe um, there's more room for interpretation where you can be like the dichotomy between science and art. Like that doesn't necessarily mean those things are opposites, but it does mean that they occupy opposing spaces in our like imagination.
3: Right.
0: Right?
3: Yes, yeah. I think that's exactly it. Yeah.
0: Um like a dichotomy okay, I think I've got it. Okay. Like a dichotomy is Here like the dichotomy between red and blue. Sure. But it's like there are plenty of other colors. Yeah. But there's a dichotomy between red and blue. <laughs> yeah, I can see that.
3: I can see that. Yeah, that's good.
0: Okay. I got an A. <laughs> Okay, all hard So then, that raises the question, okay. of course. It,
3: Are we done? Oh, okay. it is like <laughs> maybe scared. like a
1: binary is straight, but a dichotomy
0: isn't is less straight because it's at least. Well, yeah. this
3: is what I, yeah, I, I think that that's well. Can I think for a second?
0: I mean, what is straight? I would say is someone <laughs> saying something. Is it? Like yes. using the word dichotomy
3: straight. <laughs> yeah. Definitely.
1: Yeah. Because it's an instinct to organize the world. It's like I can't process multiple things being true at the same time, so I have to invent a dichotomy.
0: Okay, this is rude. This is this is um denying dichotomies like existence, but it's kind of like an unnecessary word. <laughs> like it's kind of a word that like doesn't describe <laughs> anything, but sounds like it's describing so much. <laughs> <laughs> and you could just be like red and blue are different. But to be like, well, the dichotomy between red and blue And it's like, well, grow up Like, you're not proving to me that you're smarter Because you said dichotomy Mm -hmm. Well, yes, it is Yes, I feel like it's so
1: What you're pointing to is so true Which is that it's not really about whether dichotomies are straight or gay It's about the fact that when you (laughs) use the word dichotomy That is straight
3: (laughs) I also think that's something that we are actually coming up against Like, in terms of argument Is Mm -hmm. that, like, binary is straight And dichotomy is such a way of queering that, which is like (laughs) saying that things, all kinds of different things can exist in one thing.
0: I mean, yeah. So
3: I want to, I want to just like name that (laughs) so that we can move forward and find another way in because I know that there's a way we can do this because to me it is like, there is something that feel like when I read dichotomies in the, in Katie's list, I thought,
1: Yes. Right.
3: L- let's get because into it. Because you were that.
1: thinking binary.
3: Well <laughs> Sorry, that I was, was not thinking... meant in an accusatory
1: way. I'm just <laughs> the no, villain. I know. No. Oh my god. Uh... I know. No, <laughs> just explain yourself. No
3: problem. <laughs> I I guess I was thinking that people use dichotomy to talk about why two things are opposing or why two things are um, have like mm-hmm. tension between them. So I, and Which I think is, like, a, a very straight thing to do. Like, that comes from a place of, want, like you said, wanting yes. to organize the world and talk about why, yeah, things are not cohesive, why, why they're not, like, in unity. And I think that is something where I'm, like, grow up. <laughs> like, things don't need to have connections that are related to conflict mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or yeah. related to how they don't fit with one right. another. Right. Try to
1: draw positive connections rather than negative ones. Exactly. Like, rather than saying the dichotomy between red and blue, why not say let's what are the <laughs> I love red and I
3: love blue. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> or or I love red, but I'm sexually attracted to right. blue. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean I-, I was raised by red, but I I don't I, love Yes, blue.
1: I was assigned red at red.
3: birth. <laughs> yeah, I want to be blue, but you know, like, like, like for like, I feel like okay, like hot and cold or something like that. I guess that that is a binary, but people talk about the dichotomous relationship between hot and cold, and like sometimes it's not like that. Sometimes you're so hot that you start sweating and you start shivering. What's going on there?
0: <laughs> okay, I think <laughs> oh, I think what's minute. wrong with the problem. Okay, okay, <laughs> we are focusing too much on the dichotomy between dichotomies and binaries. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit And that Sam. is stopping our conversation When it isn't even the point Yeah, okay You're right <laughs> Okay, you're right
3: You're right The end, Sam,
1: thank, thank you <laughs> Because we're trying I mean, this whole conversation started with Literally the dichotomous impulse To create tension between two terms Rather than celebrating them as two gorgeous <laughs> Terms that
0: can exist in a in a term diversity Oh my god. Yes. Yeah, it's like, like, I love dichotomies and I also love binaries. Yeah, like, imagine, imagine <laughs> you're.
3: <laughs> like, and also, can I say yeah. something? There can be dichotomies and also binaries. Something can
1: be both a dichotomy and a binary. Yeah. Like, yeah. like we are so. Now even when Sam said, somewhere. like, the blue and red example, I was like, oh, finally, we found a dichotomy that isn't a binary, but it's like, let it be
3: whatever Ooh. it wants. <laughs> Right. And also some people, by the way, don't see, like, blue and they don't see red. Oh, my God. It's literally ableist
1: to say that there's an economy between blue and (laughs) red because some people are blue, red, colorblind.
3: Yes.
1: Wow. Imagine you're like. Yeah. Imagine you're.
3: Also, by the way, I just want to say because I'm scared that, like, like, for some reason I keep having this thing of, like, thinking of the sound bites. Like, I just want to say, like, people can be male and female. (laughs) I'm sorry. What? (laughs) Because that that was my example before. Oh, you're saying
1: you don't believe... Yes, you do reject that specific binary.
3: Yeah, and also dichotomy.
1: (laughs) Okay, so I do think we can all agree that when it comes to gender, those are the only binaries and dichotomies we firmly reject.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Everything Everything else else, totally. we're going to explore. We're going
1: to all in. So to me, it's like, okay, here's here's a a psychotic comparison. To me, it's like binary... Is bisexual dichotomy is pansexual But like why Whoa. Pit two gorgeous women against One another rather mm-hmm. than just celebrating both <laughs> That is actually So women. genius thank you
3: There's something really interesting happening there Well because you know how some people say that Bisexual to them is like Their gender and genders That are different from theirs
1: rather yeah. than What what it traditionally Meant which like is like boy and male, girl male and female, Yes
3: so um, I think that that's in conversation with Exactly,
1: well yeah, it's like Even, bi- right, it's like The meaning of something like bi Which quite literally means two Has evolved with culture and language And like, you're not tied to its Literal meaning of two, you don't have to believe In a binary to be bisexual
0: mm-hmm. So where does that leave want- us? <laughs> I don't know I don't know <laughs> I have, um I don't, maybe it's too early to shift gears a little bit, but... Go ahead. Um, no, no, I think it's time. I think we need to talk about, like, <laughs> dichotomies, evil, um, evil, like, sibling, mm-hmm. the false dichotomy. Fuck.
3: Oh. <laughs> I'm
0: gonna... I'm... I'm... Uh, yeah.
3: I think you're right. I'm not happy... No. ...about it.
0: No. And But it's like... That's the thing. I almost feel like that's brought up more than dichotomies themselves. Maybe dichotomy herself is a
1: straw man. (laughs) Like there can never really be a dichotomy. So the concept of a dichotomy only exists for people to point out (gasps) false dichotomies. Oh,
0: my God. It's been a fucking trap the whole time. I kind of think that's true.
3: Well, even you saying herself and then calling her a straw man. I mean, there's something. I'm
1: rejecting binaries left and fucking right today.
3: <laughs> something's like, something's going on.
1: I'm misgendering. With dichotomy. I'm misgendering misdichotomy.
3: Uh-oh. Okay, now you're like rapping.
1: <laughs> so it's almost like, and, and the same thing happens with false binary too. You're kind of like. hmm kind of like take it one step further yes this is a false dichotomy but doesn't that mean there are no
0: dichotomies
3: mm-hmm.
0: what's the value in dichotomies like <laughs> pointing out a dichotomy what is what is the benefit what is that like i understand like saying the words like just juxtaposition like when you say juxtaposition between this and this mm-hmm. i'm like yes I get that, that yeah. means something to me totally but saying there's a dichotomy i still don't understand like the point of pointing it out and I don't see what it and maybe this is impossible, but maybe this is going to throw our conversation off really far. But I, I want to know the practical reason this word even exists. I do think (laughs) going back to
1: like how dichotomy is like a branch branching into two branches. I think there is a sort of usefulness to tracking the evolution of Thought And of concepts. So if you say like the dichotomy between stand up and improv or something, it's like those are two forms of comedy that branched out of something. And it is useful to uh, talk about their differences. Mm. It is a way to again, it's a way to concept. I mean, maybe it's a toxic and. Uh, bad way to conceptualize the world But it is a way to organize Like th- The usefulness is yeah. organizing concepts And then the pitfalls of that Are the fact that when you organize something Things get left out and marginalized
3: Yes, well I was going to say something si- similar Which is that, you know, I know it as like A literary mm-hmm. concept And its function Is to create A, like, a tension or a conflict between, between opposing or Non-harmonious things And like, like that being said, like, I think that it probably has, you know, pretty colonial roots because the, the one that I feel like was always an example, like in school, was like civilized and like not civilized.
1: That, yeah. And that's actually a good example of like the branch going into it's like some people were became civilized Like we yes. all started as one right. people and uh-huh. then some became civilized, c- civilized. <laughs> we became siblings (laughs) and then some did not
3: in dichotomy yeah.
1: like there's a certain temporal element to it that i that i think doesn't exist in binaries does that like i think that to to me not to try once again to pit two beautiful concepts against one another
0: but
3: (laughs) (laughs) there's a change that's happening
0: yeah yeah
3: that's interesting right and it's just it's like not like by nature, that they are, yeah, opposing things like they become.
1: But I, but yes, yeah, civilized somewhat. and uncivilized, like a classic example of a toxic dichotomy.
3: <laughs> totally, and like good and bad. Yeah. And-
1: can I ask a more general question? Mm-hmm. What do you think is the obsession with the number two? Why what? can there be two what? types of <laughs> <laughs> like binary it dichotomy, but bi- like? Not only is there an instinct to categorize, but it has to be in groups of two. Like, there can only be two of something. Two genders, two kinds of civilizations, two, um, you know, uh, what's another example of, you know, it's like, for instance, when people talk about, like, STEM and the humanities. Like, it's two (laughs) types of disciplines or, like, Uh
3: um, you know what I mean. Yeah, I, I, I totally know what you mean. I mean, I, th- I think it, it does go back to the, that, you know, bisexual, pansexual concept, which is like you experience yourself and then there is the mm. other person or the it's you and then the rest. Whoa. So there is like a natural way where we exist in like how we go about the world and then like knowing that there's a world outside of us. Yeah. I mean you don't really think of a I guess third. that I yeah, mean, I guess
1: that makes sense. The ultimate binary is like interior versus exterior. Yeah. Can there be a three way dichotomy? <laughs> well, by definition, because that "dico" is like oh. implies two. Sure, sure. So there I think it would be like a trichotomy would be
0: three. Yeah. So it's um
3: blue, red and the, the hmm. trichotomy
0: <laughs> between improv, stand up and sketch.
3: <laughs> correct
0: correct yeah
3: yeah uh, yeah which I think is also ableist <laughs> huh that's interesting
0: that's interesting
3: well because I was gonna say that there is a sort of third to the the back to the existence category of this which is like subconscious and dreams and like before you're born and after you're born totally but totally no but
1: don't but something like subconscious isn't that a dichotomy with conscious?
3: Yeah, girl. <laughs>
1: it is. Or it's a tri- trichotomy between its subconscious, unconscious and conscious.
3: Yeah. We're I th- I think we're getting there. I know. That. Do you guys think that or are we getting further? No, we're getting. And I have another question. Yeah. Do you think that Katie is happy with us and this?
0: I think Katie will be um on the rooftops of Bushwick with a sniper pointed at my door after this conversation. <laughs> I cannot imagine that she is satisfied and. Really? Oh, yeah. Knowing her, I mean.
3: <laughs> I'm picturing Katie as this is the best day
0: ever. I kind of agree. Okay, well, I guess I'm canceled and no one agrees with me.
3: <laughs> no, Sam, that's not no, it. No, I guess everyone's that's turning on one. me. I guess no, I'm alone. Sam. And, um... <laughs> you don't have to perpetuate yourself as the victim, as the gay person at a sports I guess game. I'm just the yes. only gay
0: person in You're
1: this podcast. Sam, stop
0: no. portraying yourself as the gay person. <laughs> I guess it's straight night at Stradio Lab and everyone's annoyed at me.
1: <laughs> Do we think that the antidote to dichotomy culture is basically a three-way conversation like the one we're having now. Oh. Wow. Like, we are forced to be so nimble and, you know, uh, sometimes I agree. I'm agreeing with Celeste and we're disagreeing with Sam. Sometimes I'm agreeing with Sam and we're disagreeing <laughs> with Celeste. It's like we all have to be comfortable occupying, you know, being in a constant state of flux. Yeah. yeah.
3: I think f- I think so. And I think that straight culture is pushing that away. It's not wanting to explore the possibility of there being a third option. Yeah. And even more than that, it's wanting to keep the two.
1: Right. Whereas queer culture says, what about Ralph Nader?
3: Right. <laughs> Wait, what's up? <laughs>
1: you know, Celeste, how it's um,
0: queer culture is always like, what about Ralph Nader? Yeah. What about Dennis Kucinich?
3: uh uh-huh. uh-huh. Totally, totally. But what
1: the
2: <laughs> f- why? Um, Celeste is for yeah, for, no, anyone, I know how it's for anyone like that, who doesn't know Celeste
1: is Canadian. So they might not be familiar with some of the famous third party <laughs> candidates of America's great history.
3: <laughs> okay, here we go. Thank you for doing like an explanation like in like a haphazard way.
0: I guess I didn't think I want to bring that. up yeah, something
3: that I've been kind of trying to think about how to frame this in a way that would be like interesting or funny, but I kind of can't get there. So I'm just going to kind of say it plainly, which is that a few months ago, really um, good friend of mine died. And I've been grieving that loss. And um, her name is, was actually Katie.
1: Oh my gosh.
3: And this has been, and you know, it's been actually a pretty hard week grief wise for me. And talking about this has been extremely cathartic in this really weird way. It's like this, you know, I, you didn't tell me the name of the person, mm-hmm. um, the Patreon, the patron? the patron, the Patreon. What do you? What a do we patron. call it? Katie is a
1: patron. Mm-hmm. A patron of yeah. Patreon. Yes, that's
3: right. Before the episode, I didn't know. I didn't know the the patron's name. And talking about the the list that Katie has set up for us to discuss in order to become closer with one another and make connection through podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, it's feeling kind of beautiful to me. Oh my
1: god, I'm gonna cry. I know, that's so sweet. This is so sweet.
3: <laughs> it is. It's really nice. I mean,
1: yeah, <laughs> I can't. I'm, I'm very happy that, uh, you know, you can come on to a podcast as stupid as this and access a deeper meaning. <laughs> and I'm glad that Katie, patron Katie, can be part of that. And I think maybe, you know, we're. We were all meant to be at this specific place at
0: this specific time for this, uh, collective feeling to happen. Totally. I'm honestly taken aback by both of your abilities to reach deep emotions within this podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've, I, I, uh, yeah, it's impressive. You're, you're, you're open to love.
3: And with love, you fear that people will die and with dichotomy, you have to understand that with life there is death. And Katie has given us this gift today. Wow. Of meaning, of understanding, even though Sam tried to make this episode about lists of food.
0: Yeah. Eating. Okay. What to be completely we, fair, George's George's okay. George was being really funny before we started recording when he was oh listening this wine. <laughs> I cannot believe this. I, George, <laughs> I cannot believe this. <laughs> I just, like, you were trying to get George was being so funny before we started recording about this fucking wine, and and then it's like you know I tried to capture that on air and mm-hmm. it, it turned. It turned sour. You could say the wine turned into vinegar. Oh my god!
3: <laughs> 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 that's like di- that's dichotomy, by the way. Wine oh and vinegar. God. Wine and D- vinegar. That's the
1: definition of dichotomy because what they were yes. one thing, but they yes, one thing. Th- that's right. Oh, damn. You know, Celeste, I have to say I'm very impressed with your ability to get to a deeper place and then literally weaponize that against Sam. <laughs> I know. This is crazy. Like that actually is ultimate villain status. Like to literally <laughs> weaponize um your own emotional vulnerability and then what's Sam gonna do? Yeah. I mean, he's not he's not gonna fight back.
0: I mean you've already established no. that you're emotionally vulnerable.
3: Well you have to give a little bit to take
0: some away. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's weird. I remember maybe up uh, 10 minutes ago telling me to stop being a victim, stop pretending to be a victim. And yet everyone <laughs> totally. keeps attacking me. And it's sort right. of like, well, I'll stop being the victim when I stop being the victim. You know what I mean?
3: Well, I also want to say that <laughs> uh, thank you for, you know, um, celebrating my ability to do that. I want to pass that along to Sam and celebrate his ability
0: to. <laughs> 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 to what?
3: <laughs> tell George that he. <laughs> Was being funny with a heavy implication that he ended up not being funny. Thank you. I mean, I'm sorry, but if someone's
1: (laughs) the villain, like,
3: and call that being a victim, like, I mean, to
1: be told, I mean, after we've, after I have apologized repeatedly for my role in. You know, sorry, pointing out to Sam that he's literally endorsing an evil real estate developer on our podcast. Like, I I feel like then I really tried my hardest to come back from that, to rebound, and then to be told a full hour and a half later that I wasn't being funny in the beginning of the episode.
0: No, look, I was told that I made you list food. And I had to say my reasoning. But your reasoning was...
1: But I'm sorry. I understand <laughs> that you found it funny when I said I had two glasses of wine. But I truly promise all I did was say I had two glasses of wine. One rosé, <laughs> one white.
0: <laughs> wow. This is, um, uh, this is the most we've ever beefed on a podcast. That's...
3: I'm like sweating. Are you Yeah, like this, I'm crying. This is like... Yeah. The molly's hitting,
0: I'm coming up. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I actually, I'm drinking like a an ice, I haven't had like a cold brew from this place down the street in a very long time, and it's like so strong, and I'm actually kind of shaking from it.
3: Yeah, I'm feeling this exactly. Totally.
0: Right. Well, should we do our final segment? I think we actually should. George, can you explain it? I've done so much explaining. You've really done weird. a lot explaining. of labor, both emotional and physical.
1: You've been doing really good. <laughs> um... And I just want to once again apologize for not being funny. Um,
3: and I want to apologize, too.
0: Yeah. I want to apologize for plugging uh, um, the the downfall of uh, Ridgewood via real estate companies. I did not mean that. I just, Yeah, and
1: I just want to say, if your name is Kermit Schmergenfrog or whatever his name was, then do not listen to this podcast. You are not welcome here.
3: <laughs> and if your name is Katie then yeah we, yeah, we love you. Anyone <laughs> yeah, named Katie. All in. Um,
1: yeah, well, our final segment is called shoutouts and in this segment we pay homage to a foundational element of straight culture which is yes, the radio shoutout. We shout out something that we support and therefore endorse it officially in the political process of the United States of America. So I am happy to go first. Um Perfect. What's up, freaks and geeks by Judd Apatow, the forgotten and underrated series? I want to give a quick shout out to Cottage Cheese. Mm. You are the queen of inner beauty and 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 not and not judging a book by its cover. You see something like cottage cheese, and you say, "Okay, I'm sorry. Is this expired? Like there are literally white balls in a white puss-like <laughs> liquid that I'm supposed to like eat with fruit? You better be absolutely out of your mind, and in fact, you are under arrest for trying to food poison me, a la some novel where that happens, potentially Phantom Thread. But in fact. You are such a queen uh, and, and you, you you can be dressed up, you can be dressed down, you can be sweet, you can be savory, you can be on toast, you can be in a bowl. No one has the range you do. You are Julianne Moore. You are Isabelle Huppert. And the fact that you are a girl next door with glasses doesn't work against you. It works for you because it only makes you more sophisticated.
0: So shout out to my girl, Cottage Cheese. Woo, George, that is genius, and I I couldn't agree more. I feel cottage cheese is, like, such a nasty food. It, like, comes back around, and it's, like, a food for models. It's, like... (laughs) Uh, Yes, yeah. (laughs) It's just... I'm thinking of, like, the most gorgeous girl living in the 90s eating cottage cheese, Mm -hmm. and I'm, like, yes. I really... It is a huge part of my life. I have it for breakfast multiple times a week.
3: It's, like, the picture of, like, something rotten, but the taste is... It's fresh Mm. as a glass of water.
0: (laughs) Um... Okay, I can go next. What's up, my little perverts around the globe? I would like to give a huge shout-out to the film The Northman. I went to see this movie this week, and I give it two thumbs all the way up. I'm. Uh, it felt like maybe if you took an action movie and put, like, art filter on it, it felt both pretentious and unpretentious. I left that movie, and I was like, that movie was about nothing except the story that the movie was. I left that movie, and I said, I'm fucking pumped up and I wish it were a Friday because I'm trying to go out, but it was in fact a Thursday and I was raged up from the Northmen and I went home and went to sleep and had a dream in which uh, someone in front of me got their throat cut on the bus. I woke up screaming. I. I woke up screaming, but I was able to get back to sleep in the next half hour, so all was not lost. And so, huge shout out to the Northmen. Shout out.
3: (laughs) I was really (laughs) not expecting that. What a vivid image.
0: (laughs) I forgot that part when I started the shout out, and then as I was going,
3: a crazy part of like sharing a dream like that is now you've actually. Given that dream, other other people listening will be having that dream.
0: Well, I'm sorry for that in advance.
3: <laughs> Is there like a timeline? No, it's no, just, it's truly
1: free for no, all. No, you're thinking of I don't think so, honey. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I actually just recently had an idea for an I don't think so, honey. And I tried to think of a way to use it for this, but I li- like I really couldn't get there. I, and I can't share it because I don't want to burn yeah. it. Yeah, It's just too good. No problem. Um, <laughs> <laughs> should I do mine now? Yeah, please. Yes. Um, yeah, I want to give a shout out to gum. It's one of the main things for me right now. <laughs> I carry a pack everywhere I go. What else that you can buy at every store? Can give you a renewed sense of how you're carrying mm, yourself in the world. You, you, it only takes a one bite of gum to feel ready to take yeah, on something
1: new. Totally. I, I've never bitten gum. It, but yeah.
3: Excuse me? <laughs> no, hold up. Speak on that. <laughs> it's just, you don't bite gum. You absolutely do.
0: Sam, would you say you bite? A bite gum? leads to a chew I would George. say chew. Yeah. But I mean, I think we're making a dichotomy between bite and chew. Is bite and chew the last dichotomy? <laughs> a bite Yeah,
3: a bite and a chew is actually an amazing dichotomy.
0: Well, I think a bite is a part is uh, is one chew. A bite is one chew. See, for me, a bite and is a bite. biting like you bite to Get cut a piece off. That's why I feel like I wouldn't bite a gum.
3: What about when the what, what about when you're first eating the gum? I,
0: I would consider the first when you're breaking into the shell. It's biting. Whoa, That's a fascinating. I basically think of biting as with the front teeth. <laughs> That's is that crazy? So limiting. Is like
3: so, this is like fucked up. <laughs>
0: seriously. Like you're like not living your full life if you're only like, biting as your front teeth. <laughs> like bite. You're also like, biting is when you're I cutting didn't something. I
3: was like on fucking trial, like with my shout out. <laughs>
0: Okay, sorry. I love gum, and I agree with Celeste. Shout out, Celeste. Any um, final thoughts on gum? I do feel potentially that we um, hijacked your. Yeah, and I did specifically mean not to be not to make it about me.
3: <laughs> um. No, I I think I think that you have to accept sometimes when a natural moment yeah happens. yeah no mm-hmm. for sure it, it,
1: it, yeah. <laughs> in my defense, I was being ironically mad when I said, "Well, you don't bite," but okay, <laughs> and kind of thought it would lead to a sort of playful kind of conversation. <laughs> but I realize
0: in retrospect, it sounded like I really was disagreeing. Well, George, you know, with your with your natural born tone, you Ugh. you're not allowed to sort of play with sarcasm in that Ugh, way. You're
1: right.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: you're right. Well, this has been a, an incredible episode. Agreed. I think
3: so too. Thank you so much for and doing George, it, George. Well, th- thank you for having me back. Um, I, I want to ask if how you're feeling now, George, about you know your fear coming true, which is that this is this is about to end. Mm-hmm. I just want to check in. What's going? You know on what's now?
1: interesting is I think I have. So we're recording an episode after this. And okay. because I don't want to feel the, the little death of the episode ending, I have now focused my energy on being stressed about the next episode. <laughs>
0: okay. So we've completely lost <laughs> it. No,
1: no it's, it's that it's too dark to think about. I, right. I will only be able to process this episode ending when the next one also ends, and I finally sit down with just my own thoughts.
3: Interesting. That, uh, I think that that's helpful for me to hear in terms of how to move on from grief. Well, <laughs> an interesting little
0: trap to put George in.
3: No, 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 I'm not at all. Tra- I mean, I think, um, yeah, like there is this way where you can't really move on. You just have to like add to it or something.
1: Yeah, well, I think that the more it colors smaller things and the m- I mean, it's never going to go away. It's just going to become part of your life. Yeah. And then the more it becomes part of your life, the more you almost have love for it because it is something that is also tied to things that, that are otherwise good.
3: I completely agree. Like, the, the expectation that it's going to exactly. pass is like, it, it's, it's not, like, reasonable, mm-hmm. but also there's this way where it's exciting to think about something that won't go away in mm-hmm. this weird way. Yeah
1: plus we love you Mm
3: -hmm. love you love
1: you so So fun
0: such a delight
3: (laughs) and yeah and it's over now
0: and it's over but it's over now but
1: maybe not Hmm. not
3: forever not forever (laughs) not until i um come back with the topic
1: heterosexuality that's right <laughs> <laughs> okay
0: all right bye okay bye-bye. bye bye